Hi, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to, I guess, what we'll call a special edition of the PVD cast. Jason from Three Geeks Podcast is joining me. I'm honored to be on your program, sir. <laughs> well, you know, let, let's not lie to the people that are listening. Uh, let's just go ahead and be forthright. I asked you if you'd like to come on and kind of help me out with this little project uh, because I felt like I needed to kind of, I don't know, make a comment is the right term, but I wanted to talk about uh, something that happened last week that honestly I talked about on the PVD cast kind of made me feel a little bummed. That is, of course, the passing of Road Warrior Animal. Yeah, what was your first experience with him? Like, what what got you into this particular wrestler? Well, because I think that the tag team of the Road Warriors were just so ama- amazing, and they were just so cutting edge. Um, here, I, I can re- vividly remember the very first time that I laid eyes on the Road Warriors, and I have it still here in my office. There was a really old issue of Us Weekly that rated the top 10 pro wrestlers that you had to watch. And I remember when my mom got the magazine, I was looking at it uh, like an eight-year-old would do. I had a pen and I was writing, cool, boo, you know, on the good guys and the bad guys. And I opened to this page with the Road Warriors on it. And because they had face paint on, I was like, they look like clowns. And I wrote, what clowns? Then like a couple of weeks later, maybe even four weeks or six weeks later, I saw them on TV and they came to the ring and the presentation was just awe inspiring. And I immediately went back to that magazine and crossed out that comment (laughs) and they became my favorites because they just, they they hit the ring, they kicked everyone's ass and they were big giant menacing dudes, the face paint and the spikes and everything. And that's how I became a fan. That's cool. So um, do you have a favorite match of his? Cool. Favorite match? It's a good question, man. Oh man, I'm probably going to go. Man, there's so many. I've seen so many Road Warrior matches. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with because it was such a spectacle. I'm going with the Night of the Skywalkers match, uh, the Road Warriors against Midnight Express on the scaffold. Jim Crocker Promotions, even though it wasn't a great match in terms of technical wrestling ability or brawling. Cause uh, for those that are unfamiliar. Literally there's a construction scaffold over top of a ring and the object was to throw your opponents off the scaffold. So it wasn't the best match, but I think the mere thought of, Oh my God, something really horrible could go wrong at any moment and it not be part of the plan. Uh, kind of, kind of makes me pick it as, as maybe my favorite. Um, I'm going to go. Man, I think that's I think that's gonna be it. Yeah, I think that's gonna be my my favorite Road Warriors match. That was a great question, dude. It's a hard one to pick, to be honest with you. Very hard because I mean their matches with the Nasty Boys were great in WWF. Um, their SummerSlam match against Money Inc was great uh, in the WWF. Uh, I personally enjoyed. There is a match uh, of Baron Von Raschke and Kurt Henning in the AWA against the road warriors. I liked, so I don't know. It's really, that's a great question, Jason. I don't, we're going to stick with the scaffold match for those reasons, but man, there's so many to name. Did you ever have a chance to meet him? Well, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, You know, in fact, as folks that are listening to this are going to find out, um, we're going to play a little snippet of the, of the interview that I did with him a couple of years ago. Uh, Road warrior animal was at the wrestle legends uh, convention that was here in Columbus, Ohio. 
And uh, I got the opportunity to talk to him and it was a dream come true. I, I say that that episode is my favorite episode of all time that I've done. Um, and I've done some great episodes and pat myself on the back a little bit, but I, I really just the chance to talk to my hero, you know, and sadly road warrior Hawk is no longer with us. He passed away in 2003. So, I mean, he was kind of like the last vestige of that, of that team. And I guess that's kind of why, you know, I feel kind of like bummed about it when the news hit that. And plus he's not an old man. He's 60 years old. That's not old man. That's young. Yeah. The more I'm closer, we personally get to 60, the more young it looks to me. <laughs> that is fact. Actually, that is fact. <laughs> What's the one thing you're really going to remember this guy for? Um, I think the, the legacy that I will remember Road Warrior Animal and, and the Road Warriors in general for is like fanning the flames of my fandom, you know, like no matter where they went, no matter who they wrestled, no matter what feud they were in, I was invested. I was invested in watching Hawk and Animal kick the shit out of somebody. And, you know, that I think is going to be the legacy that I remember for the rest of time and the rest of my fandom. So, you know, I do appreciate you helping me out, Jason, with this. And I think the fans, um, as a, as a little tribute, if you will, um, I think I would like to, uh, play just the snippet of the interview I had with road warrior animal from a couple of years ago. So, um, Jason, thanks again for helping out and for everyone else right after this quick little break, you'll hear my conversation with road warrior animal. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sitting down with one of my heroes in the world of professional wrestling, Road Warrior Animal. It's an honor and a privilege to have you on my podcast. Uh, how's things going here at Wrestle Legends? You know, it's always great, man. It's always great to be back in the great state of Ohio. And, well... In Hilliard, Ohio, as a matter of fact, you know, I, I spent not only my first years of wrestling, you know, wrestling with the NWA and Georgia Championship Wrestling going... One week in Ohio and one week, you know, Ohio Valley, one week in Georgia. But, you know, my son James playing football at Ohio State for four years, man. I pretty much lived here for four years in Columbus. Is uh, James uh, still active in the NFL? No, he just retired after eight years retired. And uh, now he's uh, he's an announcer in the Big Ten Network, just the Big Ten wrap-up at the end of every week. And uh, he's got his own radio show on ESPN that plays five days a week in here in Columbus. And... uh, he actually runs the Fox NFL Twitter account. Really? Yeah, so he, he's busy, man. He's still involved with a lot of football. Wow, man. Wow. Um, so I am going to ask uh, if I could get your opinion on a situation that you and Hawk were involved in. I, I know that I've read and heard stories about the AWA tag team title situation. Sure. You were supposed to drop the belts to the Fabulous Swans. Sure. did not. But then did drop them to Jimmy Garvin and Steve Regal. Why that team? Well, were, were you clued in on that, or was it just business? <clears throat> that actually was our decision. Okay. Um, Garvin and Regal, we wrestled around the horn all over the country, man, from Salt Lake City down to Ohio here and everything else. They bumped around for us like crazy. So when it came time to say, that, hey, we want you to drop the belts of the Fabs, not that we would have never dropped the belts of the Fabs, it's that the finish wasn't right for us. Correct. Yeah, okay. They, okay. they want to do the old switcheroo finish where the good, uh, you know, 
beat up guy gets knocked out and referee's taking his bag. The good guy pulls him out and takes his place, right? I said, listen, Hawk and I are street fighters, man. It doesn't make sense. So Paul Ellering told us, he goes, that's not a good finish for you guys. So we get in the ring, got a picture of this. We get in the ring, all of a sudden Hawk's looking at Stan Lane and, uh, and um, Kern. Steve Kern, yeah, and goes, hey, listen to us and no one gets hurt. He meant to say, listen to us and nobody gets hurt like neither team. But it came across the wrong way and Stan Lane's eyes got about as big as saucers. He was like going, holy crap. You know, but, uh, and so Ellery told him, he goes, you slam Kern about five times, he'll get pissed off and it'll be a DQ. Well, you know what? Hawk grabbed Kern, slammed him like five times. Kern said, screw this, went outside and got a chair and started beating us up and we got DQ'd. So then in Denver, we dropped him to Regal and Garvin. With, with some help from Michael P.S. Hayes. And, with some yeah. help from the Freebirds, but, yeah, but yeah. still, it was our decision. We did it the way we wanted to do it, and Garvin and Regal, God bless them, I think they had more frequent flyer miles in the air than anybody, any other team in the <laughs> AWA at the time. So, If I may, can I ask, who were some of you, the toughest teams Hawk and you faced? Well, I think Hawk and I are toughest opponents when we face each other in a mirror. <laughs> no, but, you know, we wrestled some great teams, man. You know, Hanson and Brody, Hanson and Harley Race, Jumbo, Saruta, and Yo Choshu, Ricky Choshu. Uh, you know, Giant Baba and Jumbo. I mean, we wrestled a lot of great Japanese teams, Yatsu and Ricky Choshu. And and uh, the Natural Disasters were another great team that Jimmy Hart uh, coached, you know. And the Nasty Boys were also a good team. <laughs> we, we had, you know, it was hard. We had main events for 22 years. So hard to pick one team that was the hardest, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. I'll wait till Mr. Hart's done and here. Damn, Jimmy Garvin's always trying to steal the show. <laughs> Were there any teams that you wanted to face and you guys didn't? Because I, I was thinking today, there's like you wrestled a who's who of everybody. Yeah, today I don't, there's not even any teams I'd want to wrestle today in today's Tonight. business. Okay, I mean maybe the Usos, maybe New Day, maybe you know, but um, back then I probably would like to face Von Erichs. We never got to wrestle oh, yeah. the Von Erichs, you know, probably the only other great tag team we never got to wrestle because they were great boys that could wrestle really well. Uh, other than that, you know, I raised the rest of everybody from Magnum TA and Hacksaw Jim Duggan to, you know. The powers of pain. Powers of pain to everybody, you know. Everyone. Demolition. I would have liked to have had a better, longer program with Demolition. We thought we were going to marry, be married to Demolition for two years, and Demolition match was over in seven minutes. Yeah. Well, first match, done in seven minutes. But we had great matches with us at a Heart Foundation against all four Demolition and stuff, you know, so it was, it was pretty good. So I'm going to ask a quick question um, that kind of relates to Kurt Henning. I had read the story about a Christmas party that you threw, and at the time, I believe it was James, was being potty trained, and as a rib, Henning took a deuce. Oh, he took that. a dump on my toilet. Oh, no, in the baby chair. <laughs> the chair yeah. In the baby chair. So how, long, was, how long before they told you, hey, that's, that's Kurt? Did he oh, let it go for a while, or did you know it. later that night? I figured later on, probably that night that it was Henning. <laughs> He's the only one that would do it. <laughs> you know, you know, let me tell you another story about Henning. Henning, sure. Henning and I pl would play golf probably three or four times a week. Henning was the biggest cheater in golf. He lived that Mr. Perfect gimmick to the T. He always would say, hey, I lost my ball. And next thing you know, he'd kick one out of a sock and it'd be right there on the, on the, on the, on the green. You know? Oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Henning was a cheater. 
Um, last question. If uh, one of your kids came and said, want to be in the wrestling business, would you be cool with that, given your experience? Well, I think my kids are past their prime in wrestling. Okay. James could, but he doesn't need it. Okay. My son Joe's. If, a, if they had, my son maybe. Joe's an army recruiter, so he doesn't need it. Yeah. Um, maybe if they, when they were in their prime, if they were 21, 22, they came and said, you know, you know, if they wanted to, I would just tell them, a, I would, I would direct them the right camp to go to for okay. one, and B, I would say, hey, listen, man, study your craft, know your history of your profession. That's the biggest thing I find out that guys today don't know. Right. If you don't know the guys that paved the way for you, your your history, your toast, and. Uh, that's about the best advice I can give them. But I wouldn't care. Whatever they wanted to do, man. I support my kids no matter what they do. Okay. With that, uh, again, thank you. It's been an honor. And it's been a privilege. Thank you very, very oh, much, sir. What a rush. has been a production of John Orlando Enterprises, LLC. Copyright 2020.